Hey guys, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. I'm Bridger Payton. So today's episode is an interview I actually did with Mr. Ace Chapman, and you guys are absolutely going to love this interview. So Ace, quick background on his story. He has a wild story at 19 years old, figured out a way to get money together from random investors, random people, lines of credit, banks, whatever, to buy his first business at 19 years old. And since then, he's been buying and selling businesses for his entire career. And now he actually teaches a lot of people how to do this and has a whole model and system of how to the actual acquisition part. And it's a good, I mean, combined with art, like I kind of teach you how to start a fund and, and get the fund structure. He teaches you actually how to buy and sell businesses. If you've seen his videos online and YouTube, Instagram, things like that, um, Ace is a fantastic guy and you guys are absolutely going to love this episode. I mean, one of the stories he tells, he's working at a mortgage company and he's like, he talks to a buddy, he's like, screw this. I'm just going to buy the whole supply chain and build my own. And and he does, he goes out and does. Anyways, you guys are going to love this episode. Kind of a shorter episode. We were cr- crunched on time a little bit, so we went fast, but I think you guys will really like it. Peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. All right, everybody, welcome back to Investment Fund Secrets. Today, we've got with us Mr. Ace Chapman. Uh, Ace, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? It is great to be here with you, Bridger. You know, we've been able to have a couple of conversations, and I've been very impressed with what you're up to and honored to, to be on the show. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, Ace, we connected through, we were selling like a mini vault something and you bought it Yeah. and came through and we, we got on a call and then I was like, huh, and I, I looked you up and I was like, man, Ace is actually a pretty cool guy. Like you've got, a, you've got a big following online. You have all different stuff, teaching people about how to buy and sell businesses, do deals. I mean, the whole, and then you've done a lot yourself. And um, after talking to you, I was like, I, we got, we got to bring Ace on the show. This is too good. We got to share this with everybody else. So I'm excited yeah. to have you here. Um, so Ace, before we dive into anything, tell us about your story. How'd you get started? And, and yeah. to get to the point where you're at, where you're buying and selling businesses, you ran a fund before, buying a lot of internet businesses, international businesses, lots of deals. So Ace is a complete stud now, but wasn't always that way, right? So how did you get going yeah. and get started? Yeah, so, you know, the, my story is um, uh, probably like a lot of entrepreneurs where it wasn't very well planned out. It was kind of happenstance. I was a student at uh, Colgate University. I was studying political science. My plan was to uh, go to law school and eventually get into politics, which now I just think, oh my goodness, I <laughs> dodged a bullet there. <laughs> but while I was in school, I was a sophomore and I had always been kind of a business nerd. And so this is back 98, 99, I was using a stock market simulator and uh, kind of playing around in the stock market, testing out strategies and, and that kind of thing. And this is when that was novel yeah, where'd you because, get that from? That's that's pretty groundbreaking yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, at that point, you know, not the, the average person didn't have access to stock market simulators. So it was this uh, kind of online stock market simulator. It was called Cool Wall Street. They gave out prizes and, and that kind of thing when uh, your, your strategies went well. And, um, you know, as a user, I was just disappointed. The site was always crashing. Uh, there was a forum on there where they obviously paid no attention because 
almost every post was uh, a, com a customer complaining about how they can't get in contact with anybody and blah, blah, blah. So I reached out to them to become an intern over the oh. summer. And I uh, got the response back that, hey, we actually are trying to get rid of this business. We've got another business that's growing really fast. All our focus is there. So if you know anybody wants to buy this business, you can refer them to us and then you can go intern for them. And I'm like, why would I send you a, a buyer so that I can be a free employee over the summer? <laughs> but I was very uh, curious just to find out uh, how much money they were making and that kind of thing. So I used that as an opportunity. It's like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm a 19 year old kid, a sophomore in, in university, but I come across people that buy businesses all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so if you, if you shoot me all your information, then I'll, uh, I'll let you know the next time I, I come across somebody. So you just posture like, I'm ready to buy this business. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> so they send me the information um, and it was making 60,000 a year and the, they wanted 70,000. And, you know, I had no idea about valuations or multiples or anything at that point. My multiple was, okay, I can buy, I, like basically people are paying about 120,000 uh, for the four-year university that I was in, and I have friends that were coming after spending that money and making thirty, forty thousand, mm -hmm. uh, or I can buy this business for seventy and make sixty. Like using that as a comparable, which you know, you're in your real estate, you get comps. So, yeah. you know, so a comp against comp. against school. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Using that as a comp against my uh, my degree, it seemed like a pretty good deal. Uh, but the big problem at that point was I had three thousand dollars, so it might well it might as well have been a million dollars. I had no way of coming up with sixty-seven thousand, mm. but it was one of those things that just like eat, ate at me and ate at me. I'm like, man, how can I pull off buying this thing? Mm. And eventually got them to finance half of it. Had a buddy who came for money who was willing to put up fifteen grand uh, that I was in school with, and then I used credit cards for for the rest mm. to make up the difference. And that was my very first uh, transaction. And it opened up a whole world. I mean, for me, it was more than just, oh, wow, like, you know, I'm making five grand a month as a, as a college kid. It was, wow, why hasn't anybody ever told me about this? Hmm. You know, that I could go and buy income. And it was this whole transition. It was like, okay, you know, everybody knows that you don't have to build a house from scratch, you can go and you don't even need to have all the money to buy the existing house from scratch. You and 99% of people don't even try to build a house. So you go, you go get the mortgage and you buy the house. Like mm -hmm. the average person would never buy a, uh, or try to build a car, you know, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. we go just buy that car and we don't expect to have all the cash. We go and we get a loan for it. And so it was, it was like this, transition for me of realizing this is the, the only place where we feel like we have to build from scratch is when it comes to income. Mm. And, you know, nobody talks about the concept that you can just go out, you can buy income, you don't need all the money to buy the income, you can finance it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was just striking to me. And that was kind of the beginning of, of this, uh, what's now been a 20 year career buying and selling business. Hey, I, that's amazing. You're 19 years old. You buy your first business. Like it, I, I love that. And so you're in college now. You've got this whole transaction. You figured it out. 
So what next? Did the company, I mean, they were trying to get rid of it, right? So what did you do yeah. once you got there? What happened next? Yeah. So I end up buying this business, the income's coming in and uh, I'm still in college. So I'm running it from college. I go home for the summer. It was kind of a, a, a funny thing. My dad all summer, you know, the internet again, it's just this new thing. So all summer, my dad's like, you got to get a job. Like, you know, whatever this thing is on the internet, you know, that's, that's not your future. You've got to start building your resume for your future. And people aren't going to like that you were just hanging out, playing on the internet yeah. <laughs> all summer. So we get to, I get to the end of the summer and I had some investors that wanted to invest and it eventually go to my parents and like, hey, these investors want to invest but they want me to leave school. And my dad's like, why do they want to invest in something that doesn't even make money? I'm like, dad, the business makes money. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he just couldn't believe that it made real life money. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, he's like, I think you should stay home. And, and run this business and, and you know, it's ran that for three years and then the dot-com fallout happened. Mm. And so I'm, I'm kind of licking my wounds and, and really depressed. And uh, that was when I came across, uh, you know, I, I love uh, the relationship you have with your dad as a mentor. Cause I, I think that having a mentor is, is, is so crucial, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was able to meet a guy who flipped hospitals and he became a, Wait, a mentor. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, just uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, even when he just told me that, I was like, "What? Like people got to get up people get own hospitals?" Let yeah, alone I was that too. Yeah, with them. So uh, he, he would buy and sell uh, hospitals, and mm. kind of took me under his wing. Learned a ton. You know, we were talking about real estate before we jumped on the call. Ended up buying. A, when I met him, I was working at a bank a, as a, a mortgage officer, and he made me realize, like, dude, like, you can go and buy a mortgage company. I'm like, yeah, yeah, obviously. So I go out buy a mortgage company. I end up buying a home investor franchise yeah. that was complementary to that. I end up buying an escrow company, and that was when I had that second transition into, oh, I can take businesses that are complementary. And then instead of going out and trying to pay for marketing and take risks and hope that I get an ROI on that marketing, I can pull these businesses together. And when I buy the mortgage company, I take whatever marketing money that they were spending, put that as a down payment on a, a business that's going to generate income for the mortgage company and get a great ROI. So instead of it being an expense, now my marketing, my acquisition budget is actually getting an instant ROI in addition to bringing more business to the business that, that I own. And so that's been what we've done uh, since then. I, I own several tanning salons. Uh, I, I bought um, some Plato's Closets, which is a, a franchise, some Subways. Mm -hmm. And uh, over the last 10 years, went back. You know, I had gotten burned by the internet on that first. I was just like, okay, I'm not yeah, so what, that. What happened then? Did you, I mean, was your credit ruined? Was it, did you lose a lot of money? Did you get out okay on that credit bubble? Or excuse me, the dot-com uh, bubble? On the real estate stuff? No, on, your, on the dot-com bubble. On the dot-com. No, yeah. yeah, so it, it was interesting. That was one of the greatest gifts that my uh, mentor gave me because I was like, okay, I left school. I don't have a degree. I'm just going to get this job, be a mortgage officer, and that, ooh, that was going to be it. And so he had heard that I did this transaction and, and all of that. And so, you know, one of the first times we talked, he asked me, he's like, all right, so tell me about that deal that you did. 
And it's like, I bought it for 70. It's like, how much did you make over the three years? It's like close to 300,000. And he's like, that's an amazing ROI. Like, what are you sad about? Like, what, what, like, why are you stopping this? If you can take three, like, cause it was really literally $3,000. He was like, literally you took your $3,000 and, and multiplied it by a hundred times mm-hmm. over three years. Like that's uh, absolutely ridiculous. That's an incredible success. And it was the first time that I had that transition because we see entrepreneurship, we see CEOs, we see people who uh, have something and it's the Mark Zuckerbergs, it's the uh, Bezos, it's the uh, Steve Jobs. And we're like, they have one thing and then they do that thing forever. And so when I did, when I bought that first business and then it didn't go that way, I'm like, okay, like I failed. Um, and so everything after that became like, okay, how do I get a really great uh, ROI? And, and that was uh, the beginning of a, of a different mindset. So no, the, <laughs> I felt like it was a huge failure at that point, but uh, that was what gave me the motivation. It's like, okay, yeah, like let's get back in the ring and let's slug yeah. this thing out and get some more deals done. <laughs> Ace, I, oh, I love it. And I love the mindset of, it's almost like if you guys remember on Batman, I can't remember Batman Begins or Dark Knight where he goes into the hotel and they're swimming in the pool and he buys the hotel. He's like, I'm not going to stay at this hotel. I'm going to buy the hotel. Right. Yeah. That's how I think you are. Right. It's like, no, I'm just going to buy the mortgage company. I'm just going to buy the, <laughs> which I, that's an amazing mindset to have. Very few people have that. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's incredible. So, okay. So oh, that's amazing. Then, and you go through and you've been, so you've been doing this since you were 19 years old, raising money, buying businesses, selling business. Is that right? And done, yeah, gamut of things. Yep, outside of those six months at the uh, at the mortgage company, yeah. it was and, and you know it's it's kind of funny. I think that entrepreneurial spirit. One of the I ended up resigning, but being forced to resign because I um, had a I was working there, killing it, doing really well, and there was another guy that had an assistant. And I go to my boss. I'm like, hey, like I'm, I'm I've got the same income level that this guy has production. That's kind of what they call in the industry. And he has an assistant and I don't. And he's like, yeah, seniority, you haven't been here long enough. And, you know, that was my first sign that, like, corporate America is this different beast. It's like, no, like, who cares about how long you've been here? Are we generating the same amount of money? And I'm going to be able to generate more. Like, I'm generating the same amount as him without the assistant. So I'm just saying, hey, give me the assistant. Now that I've already passed him with an assistant, and I'm going to do even more. And so the guy was like, no, I go back again. I'm like, listen, um, I'll pay for the assistant. Just bring the assistant in and I'll pay for it. And he still was like, no, like you're a 20 year old, 21 year old kid. Like we're, you're, you're not going to get an assistant until you've been here longer. I was just like, okay. So I'm passing a building one day that has a for lease sign. And I have what, you know, only a cocky, like 22 year old kid idea would be which was, oh, I'm gonna just rent, forget the, what my boss says, I'm gonna rent an office and hire an assistant, awesome. uh, which is not something I would recommend anybody doing, but I end up renting this office. I bring on uh, a couple of my friends that were now graduating from college. So my high school friends, you know, I'd already been in business for a few years. So I'm like, dude, I can hire you guys. We start killing it. And, uh, but eventually the bank realized that you've got something else going on here. Yeah. So that pushed me out and forced me 
to uh, become a, a, a business buyer again. But yeah, so outside of those six months, I've been 100% buying and selling businesses. The last 10 years has been mostly buying internet businesses, which um, was uh, 10 years ago, something not a lot of people were doing. It's actually exciting now because there are more people. And so it's created this ecosystem where there are more buyers, more sellers, more transactions happening. And um, now I'm more investing in other people's deals. So I will uh, invest in, in, in people's deals and, and help them get put together the finance and everything for their acquisition. I love it. So, okay. So, and I know you teach a lot of people now how to do deals. You walk people through the, help people do, do these types of deals as well. So walk me through one of your, like a deal, right? If I wanted to go buy an internet business or if you're going to buy an internet business, what does the process look like for you? What's the framework for doing this? And this could be inside of a fund. This could be outside of a fund, but you're doing the, essentially the same thing, right? You're raising money. You're getting the documents together. You're buying a business. Walk us through that and what it looks like. Yeah. So uh, I'll talk about one of our recent deals, which is a 3D animation studio. So now I, I really serve as an investor, essentially. So we have a, a, a guy out of um, New Zealand who was a client and he uh, was interested in, in running and buying this business. And, you know, we kind of coached him through the process to get him to the point where he was ready to do his first deal. And we find this business, a $750,000 business uh, that does uh, animation and has 16 employees. It, it, the uh, business does, it does like very high quality uh, work. We love the numbers, did due diligence. Um, so typically from the very beginning, you know, on an average month, I'm probably, I probably have a, a couple hundred deals that just come across the desk. And are these and, people are actively wanting to be sold? Yes. Are they, they've been listed by a broker or something. You're not going, just knocking on someone's door like, hey, I'll buy you. And they don't even, they're not even trying to sell. So we have, we have a lot of sources, but in some cases we are doing that. It's not necessarily just me, but that's one of the things that we train people to do. Hmm. So we have this network of business buyers and all of them are going out and they're finding these, these sellers that are and basically tell them like, hey, not necessarily I want to buy your business today. I just want you to know that one day when you do want to sell your business, I'm here as a potential buyer and I'd be interested. So you don't have to go through that headache and process trying to find a broker. And the average person doesn't even know that their uh, business is this valuable asset that they should be thinking of from the point of view of, hey, when is the right time based on my talents, based on my uh, personal circumstances at that given point, that it's a good time for me to exit that business, take that cash and then move to the next thing. I think, you know, people just have this, this concept that isn't in line with the reality of 99% of businesses, which yeah. is, oh, I'm going to start something and then I'm going to do that thing forever. And, and it's because of that that people don't maximize. I think everybody, you know, one of the reasons that I, I love what, what you're doing is just like, even if it's just, regardless of my starting a fund, I think everybody should think like a fund manager with their own assets. And it's how do I maximize this? Not just how do I get by, how do I make money and, and that kind of thing. It's, what, what, what is this asset maximizing the uh, cash that I have tied up in it? 
And what we want to do is bring that to a seller's uh, uh, forefront and say, man, like maybe it's you selling it to us. We, you know, we did a deal where we owned a, a business called Open Rooms that sold hotels. Well, we uh, uh, did a deal with another business called Airfare Watchdog, where essentially between those two businesses, we have airfare, we have hotel, it's a very complimentary uh, business. When you're doing uh, those kinds of deals, it can benefit the sellers for them just to do the deal, just to be able to hold equity in, the, in this thing that's going to be much bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing with the 3D animation business. We had an animation business that did whiteboard uh, videos, whiteboard stories, and then we bought this other business uh, called Wismotion, which, which does uh, 3D animation. Now those two are complementary. Same thing, we bought a toilet business and a shower business. So we're looking for these things that are very complementary and, um, you know, whether it's partnering with a seller to do those deals or buying the seller out, uh, we want to get that business and then take it to uh, another, another level. So we do have people that are going out, they're reaching out and trying to find those deals. And then we have other, other deals that are a referral basis. Uh, you know, I have a presence online, so I have people that reach out to me quite a bit. Um, but once we get that deal in, we want to do kind of some initial due diligence just to see if it's, if it makes sense and the person isn't completely outrageous. Cause we get, you know, out of those 200 deals that come across my desk, maybe 30% of them have some level of expectation, which is like not in touch with reality. Yeah. Uh, and then we come up with some kind of deal structure that works for everybody. And, uh, uh eventually a part of that is going to have some seller financing involved, and in and, and that particular deal, I ended up investing uh, about 300000 into the business a, 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 as a part of that $750,000 transaction. Okay, really cool. Now, we just have a few minutes left, really quick. Yeah, I, I saw the, the time ticking down. It's, it's I know. going so fast, man. It's going super <laughs> fast. So real quick, I want to ask just one more question, and then we'll, we'll wrap up, is for someone starting out, how do you build just the newbies, right? build that network, find the cash. When you did it, your first couple of deals or even for students you help now, what, what's your advice, quick advice, wait one minute on someone just starting out to if they want to, I guess you'd say, follow your formula that you've, that you've created. Yeah, I, I think a big part is you got to bring something to the table. If you're somebody that has experience in a particular industry, that's really valuable. You can bring that to the table. If you're somebody that just has some hustle, then go out and find the deal and bring that to the table. Um, if you're somebody that's really great at building relationships, it doesn't have to be your money. I, I think, you know, as I travel, and we were just talking about the fact that I'm in Buenos Aires and I was just uh, doing the deal in Bogota. And, you know, as I go all over the world, the biggest buildings in every city that I land in are banks. And, and for some reason, again, you know, it's kind of one of those things that we're, we're not taught when we're young. It's like just to be an investor, it doesn't have to be your money. And, and I think that's the huge value when it comes to these funds is that you can go out and be that person that builds relationships with accredited investors, with wealthy individuals that don't have the time to do due diligence on deals. And then that's what you bring to the table. So uh, it does take some work, but uh, those are uh, one of those three things is what I would choose if I was starting from scratch. I love it. Eh? So in, in closing, how can people connect with you, learn more about you, your programs, what you do? 
Yeah, check out acechapman.com. I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, ace.chapman. But the easiest way is just search YouTube. Uh, we've got a lot of just free information. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, a lot of fun to connect with people there. Awesome. Ace, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate kind of a shorter interview, but jam-packed of value. I love it. Maybe we'll bring you back in the future too. So yeah, Ace, thank you so much. Here. Connect. I'll drop the links below in the description so people can go and see them. But thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for your job. Appreciate it. Hey, what's going on? I know a lot of you out there are starting funds or thinking about starting funds and something I was so grateful for was having mentors. When I started my first one, I had people to turn to and to ask questions. And so what I've decided to do is make the same thing for you. So what we've done is compiled a lot of interviews, things that I've learned, my personal pitch decks that I've used to pitch investors and put it all into what I call a mini vault. So in there, I deep dive into Forex funds, into real estate funds, how to structure them, how to structure deals, how to find investors. And I try to go deep to help mentor you to help you start your first fund. And in addition to that, we have a private members group on Facebook that fund managers are getting together on there and talking and working through problems together. So if this is interesting to you, if you wanna get involved and get some help right off the ground, go to investmentfundsecrets.com for less than 100 bucks, you can get started and get into the mini vault. And I would love to see you in there on the Facebook group and talk with us. Thanks, see ya.